is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind if you dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We kick off another week of fun and excitement here. Gardner Goldsmith joins us tonight. Yay! Thank yes, you. indeed. Thank you for coming in, as always. You Appreciate it. it. You got it. Uh, Gardner Goldsmith, of course, from libertyconspiracy.com. We'll tell you more about that here uh, as the show goes on. But let's jump right into the phone calls. And then, Mark, I think you've got an email or something about yeah. a, a relationship issue. It's not, a, it's not an email, but we'll get to that. Uh, John is on the line in Ohio to start things out here. You can bring up anything. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Mark, and Gardner. Hi, I have a question for you and uh, Mark. I always wondered, do you guys consider yourselves friends? Sure. That's very how, nice of you to how say. How could I not be friends with uh, with Mark? I mean, I, I mean, having known him for, what, a decade now? More than a decade. When did you start down at the uh, station in Florida? Um, late. I guess it is right at a decade now, uh, late 99. Yep, so it'd be uh, yeah, a decade of our lives. I mean, and I don't think you could... Days I after I got there, you tried to sell me a uh, magnetic mattress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, multi-level marketing. Um, so, so uh, as long as all the screaming is just uh, just for the show. I, I I think that I would prefer to. Uh, I think that I would characterize our relationship as closer to that of brothers, um, because we are people that might otherwise not be, uh, you know, together, hanging out and doing all the things that we do together, except that we're thrown together by circumstance. Uh, we, we do a radio show together. We we tend to agree on some issues, but, you know, I mean, I, I Ian would not have been the guy that I would have picked to be the guy that I spend the most time with. You know? Yeah, he wouldn't be the guy I'd pick to spend the most time with either. <laughs> They're the brotherhood of FTL, is what it is. So I think the brothers, I mean, I care for him. I respect his opinion. I think he's brilliant. I, you know, just mm, kind of grates me the wrong way sometimes, you know? <laughs> they shall never be separated. I'm telling you, man. It's like a marriage with these two guys. That's, that's why I told him when we first got together that uh, a business partnership is, is closer than that of a marriage. And he and said, it's, I don't want to be married to you. Yeah, I, I, that's what he said. And you gotta, you got to respect these guys so much. Uh, it's just, I mean, not only are they, they great professionally on the air, but they're, they're good guys, both of them. So. All right, so there you have it. I love the show, guys. Thanks. Have a great night. Thank you, John. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You knew me when I had long hair, Mark. I mean, that was a long time ago. Yep, you had long hair. Yeah. All right, toll-free, 800-259-9231. Let's go uh, to a relationship issue. Uh, this one, I can't believe you're starting off the show with this one, but I will read it. it it's uh, it's kind of interesting. It's a blog post from regretfulmorning.com. All right. And um, Gardner, I'd, I'd love to hear your your um, opinion on this one. Well, it sounds tantalizing in the beginning, anyway. Regretful yeah. morning. I don't know. Is that like you know coyote ugly type thing? Yes. This oh, is man. in today's episode of Is My Girlfriend a <laughs> Tramp? And I've changed the word. Um, we're going to look at a young lady who has had. Well, wait, wait. The, the word is FCC inappropriate? No, it's not. But wait, I just don't wait. like using. You know, there's some words I don't want to use. So I, I they're marked them. inappropriate. It's slut, right? Yes, that's okay. the word. Um, Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, a, a lady who has uh, had fifty men in in a biblical fashion uh, within the past with, within a two in month an period. intercourse fashion. Yeah, I just in said two past. months. Yeah, I just said past, and that's not true. Busy. She's busy it was in girl. a two. It was in a two-month period, but it was prior to 
her dating her boyfriend. From what I can tell from this this article, so we'll we'll take it from that standpoint. So she told her boyfriend that news, and and she said that after that he felt distant and thinks yeah. that he should get over it already. Um, so here's her here's what she had to say. I had a period in my life where I wanted to have some fun. In doing so, I slept with just over 50 men in a short amount of time. That sounds awful to me. I, I mean, I'm I'm sure it was fine for the uh, the guys and everything, but that's that's a lot of partners. Yeah, well, yeah, it seems like it to me too. I told my current sounds like a lot of awkward sexual sexual situations. Whatever she she found that she, new sex to be yeah. interesting, and and that's what she decided yeah. to do. That's yeah. for some people. You're right. Yep. Female equivalent of Wilt Chamberlain here. What's her What's her shoe size? <laughs> I told my current boyfriend of 11 months this last night, and now he's being really distant. Uh, he has been with 25 women total. He claims, so I don't see what the big difference is. I'm not. I agree with her there. I mean, I don't see what the difference is necessarily either. I'm not being with these 50 guys currently, as I only want to be with him. He says that he's worried that I will cheat on him, even though I've never cheated on anyone before. Mm. Uh, please help me make legitimate sense concern. I mean, even if she this. hadn't, even if she hadn't said that she slept with 50 guys, still a legitimate concern is your partner cheating on you. I mean, cheating happens an awful lot in American society, from what I understand. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, certainly it does. Um, but I, it's also not something to be obsessed over because then you'll constantly be thinking. That what are you going to do about cheating it? on you? Yeah, it's tough. She's she's between the horns of a dilemma. The way I see it, as she wants to be honest to the. Well, first of all, she's going to burn herself if she tell if, if obviously she's done it. She's tells this guy this, but then at the same by the same token, she wants to be honest with this guy. She obviously cares about him. Uh, by telling him, she pretty much did herself in. This I mean, is yeah. It. This is a stupid conversation to have. First right. off, this is I've always contended it on the radio, um, and you should never ever have the how many partners have you had conversation. Absolutely, and, and, and especially for guys, women tend to ask guys that question. I, I would lot. think guys the, tend to ask girls. That I think question. you're you're just being a guy at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's it goes subjective. back and forth. Yeah, um, right. uh, you know, the fact is, you don't answer the question because. Because you say, all right, I want you to think of, um, I, I want, here, Gardner, pretend, pretend it's you and I, right? Um, Gardner, I, you ask me the question, I say, all right, Gardner, so what if the answer was, I've been with two people? What would you think about me? Well, based on your age, it depends on, on how long you were with I'm 38 them. years old. Exactly. So if you're, two if seems you're small. with two women, well, it depends if it's two occasions versus two women. Uh, one you could be, you know, well, pretty much two, a, two loo, a, a square loo, and the other you could be, you know, a very monogamous guy. Right now, time. I want you to think of um, if it had been two hundred, then you're Will Chamberlain. The, right. So, either way, you've got a, basically a negative. I'm, at 38 years old, I've had two. I've been in two relationships. Like that's it's yeah. it's minimal. Sure, it, it's small. And, um, and at yeah, part of that time, it's a lot. Yeah. And either way, I don't win. There's no winning number. Right. So if I tell you my real number, which I'm not gonna, <laughs> it's like let's make a deal. You know, can you pick the right number? I'm sorry, too high, too high, too low. <laughs> right. There is no winning number. Um, so you don't tell. Yeah. And that's what that's the way I answer. If if I you know it's been a long time since I've been asked that question because I don't have to. My so, wife, I've but, already given that answer. Now my that wife she's long this, ago. Now that she's in this situation, yes, it's an entirely I mean, different situation. Do? Right. So, well, first off, I she's probably not listening to the show because it's some blog post on the internet that I found interesting. However, the people that are listening, here's a way not to make a mistake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't answer this dumb question because Absolutely. it's not a winner. Yeah, you can't. There's anyway, no she continues. I'm. And and she goes on after she replies, sort of after you know she made this initial reply. She says, "Wow, I'm really surprised at the number of negative com- comments calling me a whore, implying that I have mental problems." Hmm. 
Why is it that it's okay if a man were to sleep around with 50 women over a short period of time? He would be called a player, a this baller, a pimp, a, a hero. Standard. Well, it's an evolutionary imperative, for one, is the answer. Um, and yet when a woman does it, she's labeled as having mental problems, slut, whore. How's that an evolutionary word? imperative? I'm sorry. Can you Are we that? talking about Tiger Woods right now? No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, because, you know, it, it, it's sort of implied for the the, the the standard for women is different than it is for men period end of story it's, it's a double standard it is a double standard okay. sure. I, I think the evolutionary because, thing wears off beyond a certain number of women don't you what do you mean yeah the evolutionary imperative uh rationale that you know men were bred to uh, bed with women and then move on to spread their seed the cavemen to survive and you know it's a genetic imperative you, that imperative doesn't exist with me yeah, well your line would have died either. <laughs> you know, sorry, you don't get to. You're not gonna breed and go on, so it's not, not a big deal. But but then again, then again, you look at you look at what happens with uh, single parent uh, children. If Ian were to have kids and to multiply have kids with the same partner, those kids might be in a better situation than if he were to have multiply have kids with other partners that he just let go. You know? I think that um, well, it, it, the evolutionary imperative, as, as we've been, as I've been sort of taught from science, I believe sort of handles guys that aren't able to entirely. Uh, it's, it seems like to me like clans probably existed, uh, you know, sort of in groups as opposed to as familial units. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Um, it wasn't just husband, wife, kids. It was, you know, sort of things moved around a little. I don't know. Well, That's okay. My idea. There, there are a number of different angles at which uh, one could comment on this, and I invite you to call in and do so at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I, I, do you agree with Mark that you shouldn't answer the question of how many partners uh, you've had? And uh, whatever else do you want to say about this? It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. Those other talk show hosts in the industry want to charge you for their sites. We give you more free than the other hosts will charge you for. You can verify my claim by going to freetalklive.com and enjoy, because it's on us. freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. It's right here in New Hampshire, amongst hundreds and soon thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people who are getting active for freedom in a way that heretofore I don't think has ever been seen, certainly not anywhere that I'm aware of. It's been an amazing experience for me so far, being here now for three years uh, Gardner Goldsmith, you've been here your whole life, and it's pretty exciting for you, too, from what I understand. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, all the gatherings, everybody in all the different cities, great time. Great people and real principle, too. So come on out. Uh, go to freestateproject.org. Learn more about it. Learn more about uh, the upcoming Liberty Forum, which is going to be going on in March. I think it's the 18th through the 21st, if I'm not mistaken. Lots of uh, very interesting speakers, liberty-oriented people like Judge Andrew Napolitano will be there. 
and a number of other folks. Of course, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from the entire event, and look forward to seeing you there. You can go to freestateproject.org to learn more. As we continue here, uh, the blog post you've shared with us, Mark, is about a woman who is being labeled as a slut for having slept with 50 men in a two-month time frame. And she's pointing out that she thinks this is a a double standard, and I happen to agree with her on that. I don't think it's very fair uh, in that men, in many ways, are lauded for having sex with multiple partners when, uh, yet on the other hand, women are held up as, you know, trollops uh, for doing the same thing. And I don't think it's I don't think it's fair. It certainly is easier for a woman to have sex with more partners in that if you're a if you're a female, as you've pointed yes. out, Mark, you can go and knock on doors and eventually it won't be long before you'll find someone who's willing to have sex with you. Before before you go through the number of door number of fingers on your hand you will uh you'll have a partner. Um, so it's certainly not a, a, as challenging uh, of a situation, uh, but I don't think it's fair to say that she's a slut and a guy would not be for the for the same sort of behavior. I think that whoever defined fair lied to you. And um, in general, everybody, in, in your mind, whatever fair is, somebody lied to you about what fair is. Uh, oh, I'd like to talk about reality. The reality is, if you tell your boyfriend that you had um, you know, sex with 50 guys in a two-month time frame, it's going to really bother him. That's the reality of it. Now, I don't know what women think if, if a man was to say that, but I have, um, in, I, I do have a friend who had a number that was in the three digits when I used to hang out with him a great, you know, God knows what it is now if he's still on the, the same path. You I meaning see. he'd claim to have sex with three, something like he was, over a He was a roommate at that, uh, at that point, and I believe him. <laughs> I, I, I was there for a, a certain number of them. I see. So uh, I, I will say that quality wasn't extraordinarily high for him, but um, you know that the number was likely true. I told this uh, to you know being in sort of a uh, you know tipsy stage. I told this to a, a pair of girls, one of uh, whom at the time I was sort of seeing, and her friend didn't seem to be bothered by this information, and uh, you know. I proceeded to flirt with, and I don't know what happened after I left, um, you know, with her. So it apparently didn't bother this girl that information. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, the reality is, is the guys will be called ballers and um, you know, players and and uh, whatever uh, pimps or whatever the term is that one wants to use for a guy who's a stud, um, and women will be called tramps and I, sluts. You know, I look at these things sort of from almost with a sense of detachment because they don't. Uh, I, Anytime someone has brought them up to me, I, I sort of disengage from them and say, meh, you know, whatever. But if if forced to come up with a thought on it, um, it's it's sort of funny because I go at various times, I, I, I chide myself because I'll sit there and I'll hear about a woman or a guy like that uh, hooking up with a lot of people. And I just think, man, you know, most likely you can't help but have assumptions sometimes, most likely shallow, uh, pretty classless, whatever class the term class means to you and uh but then i then i you know snap back and i say hey you know uh whatever maybe to each his own exactly i agree i would agree with you that you really couldn't have much of a um anything but a shallow relationship with 50 guys in two months yeah and and of course the 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 practical effect when you get into a long-standing relationship of having gone through something like that or having acted in that way you know you're going to pay the price uh sooner or later inevitably well, almost inevitably, somebody's going to find out, 
that uh, you are a player or that or you know you'll you'll mention something or somebody will hear something mm-hmm. and you know everybody is so interconnected nowadays that reputations are very difficult to keep inside the box you know I, I I do agree. However, I think that if you keep your your number to yourself, um, then yeah, I think that's it, a good it keeps the it keeps the con it keeps a lid on the conversation. Yeah. I you know I don't I don't think that people are quick to tell um, someone's significant other that hey you know I I've been hanging out with your friend for your your boyfriend or girlfriend for years and I can tell you that before before you came along they were tramp. Now, you know? but then again, you know sometimes some people really want to know. I mean, you know, with, they really with want to know STDs that are out there. They really want to know what's but going that's on. Not gonna, that's not going to give you the answer. The answer no. to uh, do I have STDs is let's Go take a test. test together. Exactly. And exactly. if you're worried about having had sex with me and now you want to test, well, that's too late. Yeah. Like, like you. OK, now, now this is your bad judgment. It's not my bad judgment. This is the answer. The answer. My number is not the answer to your question. Now, here's a question for you. If you have not been of the mindset where you offer or or you say, let's say you get in a relationship, and you know that the other person is worried, and then you say, they say, well, how many uh, partners have you had, this individual? And you say, well, you know, I don't really like to talk about that, but, you know, I'll be free to, willing to take an STD test for you if you want. Uh, what, do you, what do you think goes through their mind in response? Do you think that that implies to them that you've had a lot? Um, I, I think just- it does. I, I think that if you um, say that you're willing to take the STD test, it, it, it might. But I, I, that's why I answer in the way that I do, Gardner. I say, yeah. now imagine first me, you know, I pick a low number, two, yeah. one, yeah. three. Yeah. Two is always good. Yeah. And then I pick a high number. Like I add two zeros to it, 200. Yeah. And then I let them experience the answer to those two questions. I think that's a great you know, I if, think it's a good I, approach. If a 38-year-old man had, se- had sex with two people, it's, it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of laughably small. Mm-hmm. But I'm not embarrassed about, about my amount, so I'm happy to, uh, to reveal it, so I don't really care. Right. You don't seem, it, it, for some reason or another, that, uh, that doesn't affect you. But I'm, I'm just telling you that, you know, I think that... And I think there's something to be said for, for, being, uh, for concealing that information from, uh, from your partner. I, I understand where you're coming from, Mark, and I, I appreciate your approach. I think it works. I think it makes sense. But at the same time, if you're being forthcoming, then and and then all of a sudden, if you're generally being very forthcoming with the other person, and then you get into that discussion, uh, maybe the, the 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 way to be a little bit more upfront would be to answer it in the way that you answer it, and then say, okay, do you really want to know? You know, like, okay, well, what if it was this? What if it was this? If you really want to know, I'll tell you. But if you'd rather just get an STD test, we can go and do that. No, because people uh, don't have uh, in in general they just don't know enough when to not ask a question that's not going to be beneficial to them mm-hmm. if everything's mm-hmm. going this girl has been dating this guy for 11 months and then she goes and tells him uh, that she had sex with 50 guys inside a two-month period would you tell your wife after 11 years i don't see any reason to have that conversation i mean 11 years later no i no no i will not answer that question you think it's that damaging of a, of a question there's no point in it there's just no point in it. If 20 years ago I had gay sex, am I going to tell my wife that? No. I would. I understand and I you have. would. Right. I know you have. And I, right. and I don't think less of you for it. I might jibe you about it every once in a while. But, uh, you know, I, that's and that's it. No. Toll free no, number. No. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I guess I'm just a little bit more forthcoming in my relationships than, uh, than you are. More I, coming up here. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Gard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features including the Facebook profile. You can go and become a fan at facebook.freetalklive.com. That is Facebook. Dot freetalklive.com and Manchester Brewing is made by in, uh, introverted geeks with poor social skills and strong right arms. Manchesterbrewing.com. All right, so uh, we're going to take your calls about whatever you want. We'll start things out this uh, this portion of the show with Craig in Kentucky. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live. Craig in Kentucky, you're on the air. What's up? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? <laughs> um, did they? Um... Did they have any type of uh, new legislation today about the Federal Reserve? I don't pay much attention to uh, legislation, so unless it comes across my desk from a listener, and I did not see anything. So, yeah, guys, well, did you hear anything? I, I brought They're this up like, tonight because of a uh, problem here specifically that I'm uh, having uh, with a bank here where I live. Okay. Uh, there was some uh, some money or an account that uh, they uh, neglected to report that my grandmother had when she passed away. Hmm. And uh, I just I just wonder, uh, when I talked to the officials at the bank, they kind of uh, downplayed everything, like that that was no big deal. But I think that's bank fraud, in my opinion. Do you, well, do you have any Well, I don't know. Are they obligated to? Is a bank obligated to find next of kin, absent some sort of a will? No, that that wasn't the problem. Um, the thing about it was, uh, we found all the accounts that uh, she had in that uh, in that bank, mm-hmm. but um, they were accounts that were joint accounts. And but uh, she had an account or two that uh, was uh, in her name alone, and uh, and we uh, inquired about any accounts in that bank, and uh, we were we were I was told there wasn't any more, but the uh, main uh, the main office then suddenly found the accounts that uh, were missing. So what what kind of time frame are we talking about here? You said you weren't told and then the main office suddenly found. Uh, so probably how- from the 3rd of uh, December to the maybe the 12th of December. That's that's only a week. Uh I I wouldn't say that's a very long time. I mean I I think you might be making a point if it was 3 years and then they all of a sudden said, "Oh, well, we uh, accidentally just found this account." You might have something a leg to stand on there, but uh, they're bureaucratic. They're a bank. Uh, I I don't know what to tell you here beyond you've got the account. So I don't think you won the lottery here, man. No, no, no. Is that that's not the point. The, the the point I'm making is this: if it if it was just an isolated incident, that's one thing. But this this could you know this could be a practice. This could be a signs uh, a sign of things to come as far as the banking system in this country. Sure. You mean them being got... less than forthcoming about the accounts they have? Absolutely less than forthcoming, uh, to the point of almost um, almost embezzlement. And and I don't and I don't want to accuse anybody of anything, but I just I just want to, I just would like other people to understand that uh, we we have we have major problems in our banking system in this country, and well, it's only going to get worse. Well, you got the micro level, and then uh, personally, I wouldn't uh, store anything super valuable inside. Uh, and inside a, uh, a lockbox at a bank, as yeah. Al Gore might say, 
uh, because uh, subject to seizure. Yeah, and the precedent has already been set back in FDR's time for that. But also on a macro level, you know, I was highly amused. I don't know what you guys think about this, but I was really amused seeing some of the reports that, that have come out again on uh, ABC, CNBC, talking about how how the United States government is making all this great money back on the TARP loans. So you got the micro level where you guys are experiencing some weirdness and with the banks, and then the macro level. Uh, the, the money that's being paid back by some of these uh, TARP recipients is coming from the Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve just bought two of the subsidiaries of AIG, and AIG is paying back some money to the federal government. They're saying, oh, we made a profit. Well, it came from the Federal Reserve, for God's sake. I'd like, to, I'd like to add one more thing. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, as soon as I called this morning, about three hours later, I received a visit by some police officers that uh, were looking for a methamphetamine uh, Manufacturing facility. What did as they do? You, wait, wait, wait! As soon as you called about the bank, yes, sir. About three hours later, and I don't. Are you suggesting the there's a connection? Because these these guys have got to do their job, but well, you know, no, I'm don't. not stupid. Also, well, so what are you suggesting that they that there was a connection? They made a connection between you calling about your grandmother's money and and a, a Re- meth lab retaliation. Retaliation, they, gentlemen. What? I don't know. I think you're. I think you're reaching personally I, it, to suggest well, that the, that the police would have some interest in retaliating for a bank. What what, what well, would the what Ian, would the behind listen, the scenes listen, be on that? I don't. I don't understand. I mean, I understand uh, your point of view, but you also must understand my point of view. I've I've never manufactured anything in the, of that okay. nature in, in my entire life, and for me to call this bank and discuss with them this problem and to file a complaint against them with the OCC. And then for the police officers to show up about three hours later telling me that they received a report that I, that I, that I had a meth manufacturing uh, laboratory here and was distributing methamphetamine, that just, you know, that's too much of a coincidence for me. So they actually said that they had received a report? Yes, sir. Okay, did you let them in your house? I sure, I certainly did. Why? I mean, I'm not these guys. These guys got a job to do. I respect that, but at the same time, I, you know, I reserve the right to file a complaint, not against them, but but against the people. If I can find out who made this complaint against me, because this is, you know, this is a. Uh, but I just wanted everybody to know that this is the way things work now. Well, I think you've jumped to some conclusions, and I understand the paranoia, and I understand uh, where you're coming from. It certainly was coincidental. Uh, but I would say that's about as far as it goes. Thanks, Craig, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. It seems a little unusual that uh, one thing would lead to another there, that calling the bank and finding out about Grandma's bank account would somehow encourage the bank to, hey, guys, uh, call it the, their friends in the police department, hey, this guy's calling us, trying to get his hands on his grandmother's money. Uh, we can't be having that around here. We need this cash. So, look, we'll give you 500 bucks if you just go over and harass him about a, a meth lab. Really? It's, it's, Does anyone believe that? It sounds like a reach to me, but... Yeah, I, I'd say it's really reaching. I mean, if you, if the cops come and t- they come to your house and they say, we've heard you have a meth lab here, certainly your mind is going to be reeling with all the possibilities of, well, how did sure. this happen? Here's, and then here's what's he not one. a conspiracy theory. That the people that allow someone allow the police in uh, to look for meth labs are more likely to be arrested for, for something. something than the people who don't let the cops in to look for meth labs. Yeah, that was a real bad idea.
Like there's not a conspiracy theory. There's, uh, you know, if you if you have the two groups, the people who talk to the police and the people who don't talk to the police without their attorney present, yeah. and you start looking at which ones go to jail, you'll find that eighty five percent of the time it's the people that talk to the police. If it's true that the bank had the cops on their side and had them sent over to your house, if that's true, then it doesn't make sense. That he, that they would just be able to waltz in and 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 leave without finding something for to, uh, something to arrest him on. Yeah, right? they have an incentive to plan something. Yeah, absolutely, or just find something. It's not yeah. hard for the police to uh, you know to spy a bong or or something like that in your house if they're uh, if they're poking around. So these guys aren't your friends, and I understand, Craig, that you're rationalizing it by so all these they've got a job to do. Well, their job doesn't mean that you have to assist them and make their job easy if they want to come and raid your house over a meth lab then make it so they have to do more work uh, before just letting them in your front door to find who knows what and of who course knows what violations they'll find oh and, and it would be very easy to find all of the substances required for a meth lab under the law you know all you need is uh pseudoephedrine hydrochloride all you need is a little bit of ammonia some rubber gloves some scales a stove and uh, maybe Booyah. a couple other items uh, yeah that's it and, and, that's what, it. and do you have to have all those items to have a meth lab i mean one one has That's to wonder excellent if you've got a stove, a, a scale, you know, like a, one of these scales, because my wife uses them to measure mm-hmm. food and stuff like that. Um, a, a scale, uh, some hydro, you know, pseudoephedrine, some ammonia. If mm-hmm. you have a few of these items, how how many of these items do you have to have in order to have a meth lab? Do they all have to be in the same room? Right. And now, um, now I don't want to hear about what the courts will decide, what the jury of your peers will decide right. after it's you spend one hundred and fifty thousand right dollars protecting yourself from these cops yeah. that didn't spend a penny. This is what you think about right. at the door. Do not let them in your house to search. Your best protection is to not answer the door in the first place. If they want to come in, yes, you can wait till my attorney gets here. Uh, yeah, I still wouldn't let him in. All right, more coming up here. You can bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us, uh, chat room included. You can go to chat.freetalklive.com. Get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners there. It's free, of course. Uh, best time is during the show, the live show, chat.freetalklive.com. Now, uh, you can, uh, of course, bring up whatever you want. We were just talking a few moments ago with Craig, and he was uh, concerned that he thought that because he'd gone to the bank and or had been talking with the bank about getting access to his dead grandmother's bank accounts and that they he felt they were holding out on him because it took them a week uh, to get back to him with an answer. Slightly over a week. Which I think is kind of silly because these are banks and they're big and bureaucratic and you're not their only customer, so there's a there's a good chance that it might have taken them a week to somehow ascertain whether or not this woman had any additional account, accounts in their entire network. I don't know. You'd think it would take them two minutes to look it up in a computer, but who knows what kind of processes they have to go through sure. in order to, uh, to, to dredge up information like that. So I would have given them a pass on that one. You only had to wait a week or so. No big deal. 
Um, and then he also was paranoid because the police had come and visited him uh, that very same day in which he had spoken with the bank. That morning he spoke with the bank. Later on in the day, the police came a few hours later and said that they'd gotten a report that there was a meth lab there. Now, he made the mistake of letting the police enter the premises. Luckily, they didn't do anything. They didn't find anything to arrest him for or plant anything to arrest him for. But that doesn't mean that they couldn't do something like that. And we've heard of plenty of stories wherein the police did enter a house for one particular reason and ended up taking the person who was there out in handcuffs for a completely different reason. And uh, so... As we pointed out, the best thing to do, as per Barry Cooper's advice, is to just not even let the police in. Don't even answer the door for them in the first place. There's there's not really anything that could be gained from talking to, to the police unless you called them for some reason. I mean, if you called them because your little 10-year-old has run away, well, then it would make sense to answer the door, in which case I would still step outside of my house rather than let the uh, the police in uh, to, to talk to me. But that that aside... Uh, the issue here, of course, is, or the, there are a couple of issues here that I, I guess remain to be addressed. You're welcome to comment at 800-259-9231. Uh, one of them is uh, the 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 whole idea that the the Federal Reserve. I guess Craig was asking us if we'd heard anything about uh, the Federal Reserve and and doing something. And I I don't know who he was expecting to get justice from if it was true that the bank had uh, been been withholding information from him. Does he think the Federal Reserve is going to hold the banks uh, accountable for something like that? I I don't, don't know. I mean, so. I it it does seem like a. Um, uh, you know, a, a bad practice of a bank to withhold uh, you know, accounts and just kind of not tell people about accounts, um, old accounts and stuff like that. But and there are state laws for that. You would go to the state government, um, you know, to get to get your justice, not the Federal Reserve. But you know, in this particular case, it took them eight days or something like that to get back. So I don't, I don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to me, it just sounds uh, it sounds like it took them a little longer than usual. You know, or, than I would have expected. And you know, I was I was thinking about how in the in the manner that we have the um, the the mercantilist economy in the United States, the the banks are not really like private banks anymore. They're always getting bailed out for doing mm-hmm. doing dumb things. And, and, of course, the government being there is what helps inspire them to do dumb things because they've got federal insurance and things like that. And, uh, I mean, already the government has stepped in and bailed out corporations that have not served their customers well. So, and then waived the loans. Yeah, if you had a private banking system and this this man was not happy with what had been done with his family and others were not happy, then you would start to hear about it and that bank wouldn't be doing well. If yeah, the bank, Yeah, and, and I can imagine a situation where a bank wasn't handling things well like this over and over and over again. They end up getting in trouble. They're ready to go out of business and, oh, well, the U.S. government steps in and they, they've got to bail them out. I mean, that's essentially what happened nowadays with businesses we no longer have a free market we haven't had a free market in banking for pretty much ever since the united states government was founded and um even during the free banking period the supposed jacksonian period those banks that are called the free banks that were started during andrew jackson's period those had most of them uh the vast majority of them had to be in order to exist the state's that allowed them to exist required them to buy huge amounts of state debt and then i think it was really? in, yeah within the course of a few years 17 of those states defaulted 
What a surprise. On the loans. Yeah. I mean, these so, organizations of people that can use uh, violence to get what they want, yeah. uh, they're surprisingly bad at paying off their debts. Yeah. And then the banks went into trouble. And then, of course, you have socialists say, well, the free banking period was very unstable. Well, of course it was. It was based on government debt. You know, uh, so you're saying, uh, Mark, if there's an issue with a bank, you go to the state people, not That's, the not the feds? In, in that particular instance. Well, where, because he believes that the bank is connected with the local uh, cops and that they're somehow working together to uh, to oppress him. So if you believe that to be true, then you can't really expect the local cops to do anything for you either, right? I mean, I guess maybe you'd have the best luck at the state level because those bankers wouldn't necessarily know the uh, the state agents they'd be be dealing with there but i don't know look if you uh if you've got a dead relative it, i think it kind of behooves you to do whatever due diligence you need to to find out what bank accounts they have find their checkbook and uh and you know check on that account that's uh, well that's certainly true i don't but i don't think i think the bank should be obligated to tell you that information i, no, mean, I think i think so uh, you know that's bad customer and service did. and they did it, it didn't take them long but if you live in a state where um, you believe that the banks are in cahoots with the local um, local and maybe even the the state uh, agents, then you probably should leave that state. It sounds like a pretty yeah. uh, nepotistic, uh, you know, dangerous uh, sort of mafioso kind of state. You sure and if so you can. go to one and you find that you're in the next state that does the same thing, I think it might be time for you to look at you and then what you think about the world. Like, do yeah. you come from a paranoid uh, standpoint? And, um, you know, that's that, like that, maybe that's the next place to look. Right. Well, if they're really out to get you, then paranoia makes sense. And maybe they are. But in this case, it doesn't seem like it because the police didn't make a move on him when they came into his house uh, to supposedly search for a methamphetamine lab. Agreed. So if you can't trust the pol- if you can't trust the uh, the police and you can't. Uh, you certainly can't trust that they're going to do the right thing in the case of you going to complain about uh, the banks. But the other thing you can't trust are are prosecutors, because you might say to yourself, well, you know, the cops are, are just doing their job, blah, blah, blah. Well, the prosecutors are also just doing their job, and all of their jobs in, involve putting you in a jail cell and extracting money from you. Mm. It, it's one or the other, typically. Uh, and the prosecutors of this in this country... As Michael Hampton at Homeland Stupidity is going to tell us about coming up here in next, uh, the next hour, they pretty much are legally able to just make, some, make stuff up and are held to no account for what they do. So, number one, you can't trust the police to come in and be honest and not find something to arrest you for because it's their job to put you, uh, your warm body in a cold cell. And it's the prosecutor's job to make sure that you stay there. So we'll get to that here in a moment, but let's go first. Actually, no, we're not, because George uh, dropped off the line. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Let me jump right in here, then. Uh, Michael Hampton at HomelandStupidity.us. Prosecutors trying to put you in prison for a crime you didn't commit can fabricate evidence, coerce witnesses into lying on the stand, and enjoy absolute immunity. They cannot go to prison. They cannot even be sued, and they're not likely to even get so much as a reprimand from the Bar Association or from their bosses, even after publicly admitting to framing you. So argued an attorney for Joseph Herval and David Richter, or Richter, prosecutors, Richter? Uh, prosecutors in Potawatomi County, Iowa, who argued in front of the U.S. Supreme Court Wednesday in their case, Potawatomi County versus McGee, that... Uh, they were entitled to absolute immunity for their roles in knowingly putting two teenagers in prison for murder. 
1977, the two prosecutors coerced Kevin Hughes into lying on the stand, telling him what to say in order to obtain convictions against Curtis McGee Jr. and Terry Harrington, both 16 at the time. The two would spend 25 years in prison for the murder of a retired police officer who was working as a security guard in Council Bluffs, despite the facts that Hughes changed his story several times before trial, and that prosecutors also let a more likely suspect in the case get away, and even covered that up. Their convictions were finally overturned in 2003 by the Iowa Supreme Court, which found that Hughes had committed perjury, so therefore... The entire thing was, uh, you know, overturned. This guy lied on the stand in order to get these two, uh, these two young gents convicted. They spent 25 years in jail as a result of that. Now, you'd think that in a just world, that the men who are responsible for putting those guys in prison for 25 years, would they themselves have to be held accountable? You'd think. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's you amazing. know, if they told lies and they, they got somebody put in prison for those lies... As far as I'm concerned, they should, at the very least, be required to, you know, make some kind of restitution up to, depending on what the victims want, up to them, those guys doing that same amount of time. Well, we'll tell you what happened in this particular case. 800-259-9231. Continue in moments here. You can bring up anything to control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. Hour 2 coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231 as we kick off the second hour of the show. Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Uh, to start things out here this hour, we continue the story at homelandstupidity.us, and then coming up, we'll uh, get to some climate stuff uh, that Gard has to share with us. That's but right. Michael Hampton over at Homeland Stupidity is pointing out that prosecutors have no liability for faking stuff. They can just make crap up, have you put in a jail cell for 25 years, and get away scot-free. There's a case uh, from 1977 where two prosecutors in Potawatomi Supreme Court, excuse me, Potawatomi County, Potawatomi County, Iowa, had essentially coerced a man into lying on the stand, telling him what to say in order to get convictions against two other guys who did not murder 
the retired police officer they were accused of murdering. They ended up spending 25 years in prison before they were finally released after the court, the Iowa Supreme Court found that the man who testified against them had indeed committed perjury. And you'd think there would be some sort of uh, liability here for the prosecutors in this case. But according to Hampton, the courts have held that prosecutors enjoy absolute immunity under the common law for any actions they take at trial. They'll only qualified immunity when they perform police functions such as investigating crimes and gathering evidence. Stephen Sanders, the attorney for the prosecutors, argued that since they used a, since they used the fabricated evidence at trial, they should be covered by absolute immunity. According to the New York Times story on this, Justice Anthony Scalia, excuse me, Anthony Kennedy, who's often the swing vote in cases concerning the scope of the Constitution's due process clause, appeared troubled by the distinction. So the law is the more deeply you're involved in the wrong, the more likely you are to be immune. That's a strange proposition. <laughs> Neil Katyal, a deputy solicitor general, argued for the federal government in support of state prosecutors. Mrs. or Mr. Katyal said that even in the case of police officers, they could be sued only if they had duped prosecutors into using fake evidence. There is no constitutional violation, he said, if the police and the prosecution are acting in concert, because the prosecutor's absolute immunity would apply to the police as well. Again, said Justice Kennedy, the more aggravated the tort, the greater the immunity. And back to Michael Hampton. An amicus brief filed with the court by the Cato Institute, the National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers, and the ACLU presents years of research showing that prosecutors almost never suffer any sort of sanctions when they engage in misconduct, even egregious misconduct, such as knowingly prosecuting innocent people, and that even with compensation laws recently enacted in some states, it's nearly impossible for victims of prosecutorial misconduct to recover any damages. You're lucky if you just get out of the jail cell. I'm not sure what's more disturbing, says Hampton, the fact that prosecutors routinely get away with framing people or the fact that government wants to keep it that way. The federal government, 27 states, and several intergovernmental associations all filed briefs in support of the prosecutors. Wow. Wow. That's from HomelandStupidity.us, the toll-free number 800-259-9231. Boy, if that doesn't get you angry, man. What more do you need to say about that, right? Yeah, it's 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 absolutely disgusting. But I can understand I understand why they don't want their uh, prosecutors held liable for uh, you know to lying and convicting people. But you know, you, for one, you understand why? Well, I understand why it is they don't want people them held responsible for making a mistake. But um, when it comes to doing it egregiously, and that's difficult to prove, but you'd think that they'd just go ahead and support that. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. But if only we could just... I understand that this is a problem, Ian, but maybe we could just make the system work better if we had other people or we added a different body to oversee or another check or another balance. Don't think so. I mean... These guys are all in it together. I feel like Theodoric of York. It could be a a new world. Or how about this? Maybe a world where these people actually have to answer to their real clients rather than being able to secure their money without having to please anybody. Right. Not only are they not held liable, but you can't do anything about it if you don't like it. So if you don't like the fact that they're not held liable, you can't just withhold your money because then they'll come after you. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. You know, I, I can imagine, uh, say, you know, you go to a store and they rip you off or something. Something goes wrong. They give you a faulty product. You go back and you say, I'd like some sort of sat- satisfaction here, some sort of restitution for what you yeah. did to me. And they say, mm, no, 
um, okay, well, I'm never going back to you then, and I'm going to tell everybody not to go to your place. You go to a, let's say you go to a park. Ah, yeah, you know, this park is great, but, uh, geez, I ate some food there. It was really bad, and uh, one of your employees stole something of mine and then blamed it on my neighbor here, which, you know, that really caused some problems. Uh, can I get some sort of, uh, you know, fix fix it here? Well, I don't know. The co- the customer is always wrong. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what it is with government. The customer yeah. is always under suspicion. Pretty much. So uh, there you have it, in case you thought that there was some level of accountability for these people. I mean, we already kind of knew that there were uh, that there was this concept of sovereign immunity wherein government agents are very, very difficult to uh, to sue them in a personal capacity. It is to some extent possible to sue the bureaucracy itself and then collect money from the taxpayers. But it's very, very rare that you'll actually see any government bureaucrats at any level. Uh, of enforcement uh, actually held responsible for their actions financially or yeah, personally. You know, we've spoken about this before. If we could only apply the standard that we have uh, under tort law to government itself, it would be a very interesting thought experiment for some people who still think that government is necessary and it just needs to be reformed. If you were to say, all right, here's how we're going to reform it. All politicians who vote for laws that can be proven to have harmed people or their business or their property will be liable for that. All government officials... Or at the officials, very least, unconstitutional. You'd think if these people make a, make a vow to, oh, to yeah, the Constitution... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that would be, help- be, be fun, of course, but you've got to in, interpret that. But this, this would be brought before a court of your peers. The politicians could be proven to have harmed you in a tortious way. They would be liable. Not only would all the people who voted for those laws, not only first the the bureaucrats would be held liable, Mm -hmm. but then the people who created the laws would be held liable. And then anyone who voted for the people who created the laws would also be held liable in joint and several liability, the way they try to nail companies with joint and several liability claims. Well, you're such a radical, Gardner. I mean, proposing such radical ideas like responsibility. Yeah, people say, but Gardner, no, no laws would ever be... Oh, interesting, interesting. I get it. Toll free, 800-259-9231. Frank is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Uh, Good evening. Yes, I wanted to agree with you that no government official, be it state, federal, or local, should have uh, unlimited liability. They should all be held accountable for their actions and malfeasance in criminal and civil litigation. And I think if that were the case, you would find people doing the right thing more often than not because they would uh, uh, have the possibility if they fabricate evidence or they make a fallacious case against an individual in the civil or criminal case uh, that they would lose their property and assets. And I think when that happens, uh, people will start... Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet if you could get the house of the prosecutor. Law. Sorry, Frank, right. go and ahead. And also the police. Also the police. I have a solution. When the police lie and uh, they All convict the time. a person... Uh, with uh, false evidence or no evidence, just uh, bearing false witness, uh, I think what they should do when the individual uh, proves his case against the government, such as when uh, a person is convicted of a crime they didn't commit, and then it comes out, you know, five years later, ten years later, thirty years later, that the police and the prosecutors, you know, uh, fudged the evidence, then I think the individual that was wrong, the victim, should be able to collect full monetary damages from the police pension funds, hmm. you know, and yeah. uh, the, the judicial pension funds that the different states. That way, the other maintain. cops would have an incentive Absolutely. to keep the uh, the other guys. It's honest. a really great idea. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. 
And that's what should happen. And I think that's what the framers of the Constitution had envisioned. Uh, they never expected government to have immunity. Uh, and, you know, as I said, now we have this perverse uh, system that just generates constant malfeasance, whether it's regarding people in taxation or, uh, let's say, violating individual civil rights that are guaranteed under the Bill of Rights. And this would provide an alternative in a sense. Some good ideas. I thank you for the call tonight, Frank. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's how we call it Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine, nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And guards. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features there are free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. And take the startpage.com's seven-day challenge. I've been taking the seven-day challenge for, oh, going on two months now, (laughs) maybe three. Uh, 60-day challenge. Yeah, and, 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 you know, startpage.com's great. It works just like any other search engine out there, except it has the added advantage that... Uh, you know that search engine isn't cataloging and storing your information for uh, you know future purposes. I don't know about you, but I use one particular uh, search engine company uh, a great deal, and I know that they catalog all that information together in order to put a you know a, a profile of me. To, um, and if that's not what you want for yourself, go to startpage.com. That's startpage.com. All right, we continue with your phone calls about what you want. David is in New Hampshire, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. David? Hi. Hey. Um, um, I've been, I, I don't, I kind of been following what you're saying. You're talking about the courts and stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. The immunity of prosecutors and various other government bureaucrats from any kind of uh, liability for putting innocent people in, in jail. Mm, yeah. I would, have, I would, I would, I don't know if anybody's seen this, but there's a, there's a, um, frontline, um, program which is readily available online and it's called the, the plea and it, and it describes all that and it shows, you know, how people have such a, such a, uh, the, the general public has, has such a, uh, uh, misguided view of the court system by watching TV and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, um, and, and just like, and they think people get justice and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and, 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 uh, anyone who's ever know, been to an arraignment yeah. on a Monday or Tuesday morning knows the truth. Right. And it's, and it's, um, and, and one thing about those prosecutors that I've noticed, they're never wrong. Everyone is always 100% guilty. <laughs> Right, and, and even, if, even if they are wrong, the the prosecutor is not liable in any way, shape, or form. It's just oh, it's just an oopsie, and they just go along about uh, their careers. So basically, the prosecutors have an incentive 
to just stack up as many cases as possible in order to make their uh, their track record look good for their run for political office, which is what a lot of them are are typically angling for. They're they're kind of building a bunch of uh, records of, of, of crimes that they've uh, convicted people for, so they can go and, and uh, beat their chest about it when they run for political office. And so basically, they're uh, they're they're using people's lives as stepping stones to more power. It's sick. Yeah, like I said, there's this thing that it's called the plea, and it's on the it's on Frontline, and it just talks about people getting plea bargains yep. and how they have to move. Yeah. And the, and Keen is all about plea bargains. Sure is. Yeah. Everyone, every every government bureau, uh, every court system everywhere is all about plea bargains. But your your statement is still correct, and and the reason why they're about that is because well, it's a lot easier for them, isn't it, David? I mean, if if yeah. they can just get you to take the plea, then the prosecutor doesn't really have to do any serious work. They don't right, have and to. Nor do the and judge. They get their they get their their fees and their money oh, and yeah. everything like that. And, and, I, and I gotta say, on on the other side of it, the way that the defense attorneys work with these guys, they see them every day, and you can't help but the, come to get to know these people. They make mm-hmm. deals, and in some cases, society outside is not ben- benefited because bad guys. On the flip side, not in some way. This is you're, you're pointing out that in fact, pleas only benefit the court system. They do not b- benefit society as a whole, right? Because, because what they, they do might is, not keep they, them safe. A well, guy well, could be put they, out. They put a they put a bad guy supposedly on the streets more quickly because yep. he's pled out. Yep. Um, they don't benefit the victim because uh, if if the bad guy did what he did, then he's pleading out obviously for a lower sentence. And they don't benefit the bad guy because the bad guy doesn't get his day in court. If assuming he is a bad guy, right. he doesn't get his day in court. I, I mean. It, it is all, all and, around and screw up, and it only benefits the judges and the prosecutors. And, and it, it also doesn't help somebody who's innocent because they don't right. want you having a trial. Right. Yeah, oh. right. Right. And and uh, that's a great point. And uh, since we have no way to give any feedback, since we can't withhold our funds, we have no incentive, A, to find out what's going on unless we hear something. And then if we do hear something on the news about somebody like this, this whole situation with Mike Huckabee letting that guy out uh, two weeks ago, uh, well, years ago, letting that guy out. And then the guy ended up killing all those police officers out on the West Coast near, near Seattle. Um, if we do hear about it, it's going to be very difficult if it's just a single case and it doesn't get a lot of attention to try to reform the system because we are having our money taken from us. David, uh, thanks for the thoughts. Any other uh, anything else you want to share with That's us? That's pretty much it. I'll I'll listen. Thanks a lot. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's not just happening here in Keene, New Hampshire, where we do this show. It's no happening means. across the country because... It's like David said. It's just a, they're just ringing the cash register with most of these people. People are getting tickets for various different parking things and uh, driving uh, violations and all that, and you know marijuana possession, open container, all kinds of various different uh, crimes that don't Everything. actually involve. I mean, a victim. the judge's default position is you're guilty. I just had a, a you know I'm not going to read the story, but I just had a, a story come up here where a judge ruled that a man that a police officer could find a man uh, guilty of speeding by the sound his car was making. Jeez. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's just in, incredibly ludicrous. You can't get any justice from these people. Wow. The ju- judicial system isn't about justice. The judicial system is about extorting money from the public. It's just another fundraising 
venue for the government. And filling, uh, absolutely. And part of that extorting money is not just in plea bargains and things like that, but it's also in that when you go to jail, that increases the budgets of the jails. And so, therefore, they, they get more money and more bureaucrats every single year. Let me let me share some statistics with you here. This posted over the Freaking Forum by somebody who works as a jailer. So there's somebody who's oh, yeah. a liberty-oriented jail guard. It's got to awesome. be a tough, tough job. But uh, he works in, I, I don't know what state it is, but he says a bus came in this week. And he breaks down the 24 inmates that are on the bus. Some of them are newly sentenced, but most of them are just transferred. 16 of them convicted on drug charges. 16 of 24. Three were immigration cases, illegal reentry, having previously been deported. Again, completely consensual. Uh, no, no actual victims involved in any of these so far. Three were firearms cases. One had a sawn-off shotgun. Two felon in possession. So, again, no victim. Yep. One case of possession slash distribution of child porn. Again, as as, uh, despicable as as you might find that particular habit, no victim involved. Well, I I, I understand what you're saying about victim. I think that there are are levels of gray as far as child porn goes. I don't think so. There's no victim. There's no crime. Number uh, And then one case of armed bank robbery. So one out of 24 prisoners or 4% who committed a crime against other individuals by actually doing some sort of threatening of violence, uh, in this case with guns during a bank robbery. On a bus full of 24 inmates, one had actually a victim in the, involved in their crime. And, you know what, I actually was, I questioned that. I wonder, why did the guy need the money? What did he go and rob that bank for? Did he have a drug debt? Because a lot of robberies and things like that happen yeah. because people are involved in the war on drugs. And if you, you know, if you're doing some big drug deal with somebody and you front the money and you get robbed and you're out the cash and the dealer wants, to, wants his cash... You know, you might be so desperate as you because you you don't want to get die. killed by the dealer. <laughs> yeah. uh, you you might go and rob a bank. So I wonder what was his motivation there. But either way, the statistics are stunning. I mean, these people don't belong there. If all these courts were doing were prosecuting people who actually involved a victim, they wouldn't have to offer plea bargains. They'd have all the time they needed to take every single one of these people to trial and get convictions on the real, real bad guys. But that's not what the system is about. It's about filling jail cells, increasing budgets, and uh, helping prosecutors and police uh, do better in their political careers. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. We've got archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, they're right there on the front page of the whips, uh, the website for you. Click download, and they are yours for free at freetalklive.com. Okay, critical thinking question. Why should something that's so good for us, like public education, need to be imposed on us with the use of force? Great question. And funded with the use of force. Maybe something else is going on. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of public education. I'd say government education. Visit SchoolSucksProject.com to learn more. That's SchoolSucksProject.com. Those are great, by the way. Have you heard? Oh, awesome. Awesome. I love them. They've got guards endorsement. (laughs) We're we're going to start teaming up uh, on uh, on some productions. Yeah, I just got an email from them. I I wrote them uh, before. Oh, cool. And, uh, would just, that be done, uh, be teamed up for uh, as far as would it be distributed via the Liberty Conspiracy or would it be distributed via School Sucks? I think we'll do both. Uh, you know, we'll see. But uh, just terrific stuff. I, I love I love the way he puts them out. Uh, really good things. So we'll let people know about that. All right. That's exciting. We'll yeah. definitely let us know All about right. that. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. Of course, uh, lots to talk about. We can get to the 
uh, the climate thing. But, Mark, you brought something up during the break, uh, and you said you didn't want to bring it up on the air. But I say, why not? I think Uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, I thank you, Gardner. I I completely agree. It's a a taboo issue, and so therefore it's it's fascinating, right? (laughs) Uh, The the issue of the child pornography, because we were talking about before the statistics uh, from a guy that works at a prison talking about the kinds of people they're getting in on the buses in that are, that are incoming to the prison and pointing out that approximately, at least on the last bus, and he says this is a typical bus load, so there's nothing unusual about this bus, 4% or 1 out of 24 of the people on that bus were involved in a crime that actually had a victim. And Mark, one of the other people that was in the 23 people that he said didn't have a victim mm-hmm. was uh, in there for possession or or distribution or whatever of child pornography. Right. And you said, well... And so you'd ask Gardner during the uh, the break what his thoughts were on all that, uh, the, the whole issue of is that a crime to uh, to possess such a thing as what would be defined as child pornography. And, of course, then we have to define child pornography. The definition of child pornography can, of course, be anything from a picture of a baby in a bathtub, you know, at bath time. Right. So to, you said that the, I said that there were some gray areas there. You brushed across it as, the, as though there are no gray areas. And these are the gray areas that I, and I love to point out to people, that they have arrested and charged people in the United States of America, your friends, your neighbors, people that, that uh, you know, you come in contact with, with child porn because they take pictures of their kids in the bathtub. This happens far more frequently than you can ever imagine. Well, Don't put, send your pr- pictures to, uh, you know, big box stores to get developed if you're going to take uh, uh, pictures of these important memories. I don't see that as gray. It seems like a no-brainer. Those people are fully within their rights to... But the, but the government is, um, is in fact, charging and, and them with that, and that makes it a gray area. That's and you we... can't just brush across that. Secondly... Well, I thought you meant it was gray as in I was... Uh, so we were conflicted as to how he felt about it, because I'm, I'm not conflicted. Uh, yeah, I'm really not there. terribly conflicted about how I feel about a guy who has real, live child porn as I define it, um, and he knows that he has has it and he possesses it and he um, uses it in a period fashion. I really don't feel terrible about what happens to that guy. It's very difficult for me to to come up with some kind of bad feelings about that particular. I feel dude. bad for anybody that's put in jail who has not done harm to another person. Yeah, well, you're you're creating a demand, in my opinion, for harm for another person. Yeah, see, this is this see, is very Ian, difficult. Is it, it, yeah. is it okay for me to hire Gardner to kill you? No. Am I not creating a demand for your death? Is well, it okay for me to hire him to beat you up? Well, now wait. Now, when you're talking about child pornography, then why don't you define what you're what you're talking about? Okay, child like porn- partner answer it because well, you've been just explaining what your position okay. is. Okay, child um, child pornography to me is not cartoon pictures of uh, you know Mickey Mouse doing Minnie Mouse or um, which people have gone to jail for in the United States. They are not cartoon pictures from Japan. This anime manga stuff, which people have gone to the um, jail for in the United States of America. Uh, they are not pictures of people in bathtub of children in bathtubs, which you know I don't need to say it again. Um, but they are not any of these things. What they are is actual pictures of children being abused by adults. So in only if they're being abused. Uh, uh, positions. What if what if they chose to uh, to do See, this? is where you get into the gray areas. Um, I yeah. mean, if you decide to take a picture of a young boy with an erection. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I think that it's weird, I mean, you know, but I don't the, think that it, it, to me it's about abuse. Look at this. Look at this. For example, uh, the artist rendering from those old suntan posters yeah. where the dog the girl is pulling the down the girl. The, the girl, yeah. yeah. Capitone, that, I believe. Yeah. If that were a real photograph, that would be considered to be child pornography. Possibly. 
Yeah, possibly. And and um, before I get into what the way I look at the the answer for all these things, which I think exposes the the, the main problem, which is people's reliance on trying to have a one size fits all state apparatus that will protect people on this, is uh, I want to just go back to a, a little bit because we we can look at it coming in from the other end, which is, is is interesting, and it applies to almost anything. When you asked if I hire Gardner to to kill you, Ian, would I be is that is that criminal? Uh, and in this case, uh, the the purchase of child pornography after the fact, as as defined child pornography as defined by Mark, and I'm sure by many other people. However, we de- we might define it as an invasion of a child's sovereignty and onto his own self. And I think only the parents of that child can really define that for the child. And we'll get into the stateless uh, way to manage this in, in a while, hopefully. But um, if if one directly says here, there's, there's, it's, it's interesting, just an intellectual exercise here, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this, you guys. If I were to say, I want to hire you to go take photographs of a number of children, I am clearly directly culpable, in my opinion. And I'm not talking about the law, I'm talking about morally, I am inspiring you, I am giving you an added incentive to do this. I, 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 let's say I'm in a wheelchair. I, I can't mm. do the pictures. I want you to do it. Do it for me. Okay. And you agree to do this. I would say that, and I think if I were forming a private society, which is where I would like to go, you know, in our, in our conversation, I would say if I had my private society, ixnay on the IRA or whatever, you can't hire somebody to do that. That would be bad in my private society. And I think a lot of other people would probably move to my society if I had that sort of a rule. Now, if, however, you've got a different situation, which is that somebody is taking the pictures because he knows there's a demand, very nasty demand for it out there, but he doesn't know them personally. Can we can we then say that the person who enters into that market after the fact is still culpable is in a, in a sort of strange, amorphous way? You see what I mean? It's very esoteric thinking, but. It, 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 to You're say saying that if there is no demand, be, then they, the pictures likely would not be taken in the first place. The pictures, the pictures could be taken personally by somebody. Uh, again, see that's another factor. We does don't it know. matter if there's a demand? I mean, does the does the demand matter in that whether or not well, there's a crime committed? I mean, as far as yes, if somebody's yes, it absolutely does. Well, why? If, why? if, if, if the somebody's forcing their way, wait a minute. If somebody's forcing their way on a child, what does it matter if there are people out there who want to see those pictures? Because that's, they that's, may be doing it. Uh, for the purpose of the demand. Do they sell drugs for the purpose of the demand? See, well, what I'm saying is I'm not looking at the guy who's taking the pictures in this case or the woman who's taking the pictures or whatever. I'm talking clearly that's just wrong, in my opinion. It is wrong, and I wouldn't allow it in right, my but, society. But should somebody who is – I agree with you that it's wrong. buys it afterwards, that's what I'm asking. Are you you're asking is that wrong? Of yeah, them to, if he has not been if he has not been identified by the person taking the pictures and he's part of this sort of faceless demand that the guy taking the pictures knows is out there. Well, what do you think? Is it wrong for somebody to uh, it, to, to it, demand it, such? In a thing? my private society, I would say that to become part of what drives that to uh, what drives that man to recognize that there's a demand. That I would What's I would say crime? that that would, be, the that would be immoral. Is the victim the child who was uh, the victim would be the child and, and so the so the child should get con- uh, retro uh, excuse me restitution from everybody that has downloaded the pictures after the fact. 
If, is that what in, you think? In my private society, well, let the me child, turn this around on you. If me, you could prove it, or the parents. I'm going to turn this around yeah, on you. And what I'm a, just working through it. Yeah. What about sites like Rotten.com and other websites where they have death pictures, uh, just grotesque pictures of, of bodies and just disgusting uh, accident scenes and, and things like that? Uh, does that create a demand for people to go out and kill people? And uh, so, f- is there advertising on Rotten? Is there advertising? No. I'm not sure what you're getting at. We'll come back. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like this program, well, we invite you to find out about Gardner's show. It's libertyconspiracy.com. You can go over there and grab more great liberty-oriented audio content updated uh, at least a few, if not several times per week, right? Yeah, we try to put out about four audios a week at least, and we have our forum, and uh, pretty much every day there is uh, at least one or two new pieces that are up there. Uh, we have written articles and uh, and blogs that are put in there by certain members of our so-called cabal, the people who, who donate. They like to get out there, and we do uh, tons of different audios, everything from interviews with people in music to author interviews, and of course, uh, a lot of a uh, lot of uh, libertarian-oriented stuff. So hopefully, some some rich rich stuff that we put out. And you can get it all free over at libertyconspiracy.com. So it's more than just audio; it's a experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and we also do the skits. I mean, we have a lot of skits too. It is an experience. Thank you. All right. So we continue here. Uh, we'll we'll get to your calls here in a quick moment. But I just want to finish up the the discussion uh, that we were having about the idea of well, Gardner was telling us what he thinks would be appropriate in his private society as far as uh, the the possession of child pornography and child pornography being defined as, as make sure we're all on the same page here as something that is uh, being photographed, something sexual being done unwantedly to a abusive uh, abusively forced upon a child uh, without their consent photographed or videotaped and and essentially made available, right? That's what we're talking about Right, here. and I'm talking about a real child. I'm not talking about, obviously, abuse of any level is unacceptable, but I'm not talking about 16 or 17-year-olds here. I'm talking about children. children. Well, I would, if you're forcing something on a 16-year-old, it's sure. still a crime. As far as I'm concerned, it's, that's, that's a crime at, if they're 29. It doesn't yes, matter. exactly. So, uh, so now, Gardner, you were saying that you thought that if indeed somebody was demanding such a product that they are somehow culpable for the original creation of that product after the fact. Even though the product was created, then later on down the line, the, uh, you know, the, the sicko that downloaded it got their hands on it. You're, yeah. You were saying well, you, in your society they would be responsible. Yeah, I was, I was thinking it through, and, and you, know, you brought it out to the, to the final question. I was thinking it through and saying, well, look, uh, you know, in, if I were to have a private society and I were form, uh, forming this society with other people voluntarily, which I think is the answer to all this stuff, you know, this one-size-fits-all, state system which is ridiculous um excuse me but if i were to uh, have this private society uh, the first step would be you're not going to be able to hire somebody to do this sort of thing and uh, there's clear culpability in my opinion there but then my my mind starts to try to extrapolate and say okay well but if someone is taking photographs because he or she knows that there is a demand out there 
but it's a faceless demand. Let's say it's secondary, it's tertiary. You go through two or three different fields, or it's it's online and people are downloading it, whatever. Then, is the person who is ma- helping create this demand, or helping push this demand, who is part? Of, I should say the person who is part of the demand, to be more specific, the person who is demanding, is he? And he might not even exist now. He could be born in ten years. And this person might know, hey, we can, you know, I'll I'll make money off of this because there are always going to be more people. He could be 12 years old now. Who knows? And maybe maybe he's going to be uh, hitting puberty and he has these weird ideas. I don't know. But maybe. is that person culpable when he then purchases? And and so you push me to the to the point where you, I say in my private society, I would probably make it just like receiving stolen goods. And this is the same sort of thing. If if you knowingly receive stolen goods. In my in my private society, I would say that's bad, and I would make it I would make it illegal in my private society. I you know I've I've got to ask you a question here, Ian. Now you would agree that it's it would should be it is wrong or should be illegal or whatever term you would use for me to hire Gardner to hurt or kill you or abuse you or whatever. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. My question is, can I put out a bounty? Because that's really just the next step in what you're describing. I'm only suggesting the demand that I currently I don't think it's have. Ever appropriate to aggress against another person. But I, so you're saying that if I'm willing to pay for a video of you being beaten up, if I say I'm willing to pay for a video of Ian being beaten up for right. uh, you know a thousand dollars right if you're if you're hiring someone to do a criminal act but i'm not hiring, I'm, hiring I'm just putting out a bounty okay i'm not hiring you i'll someone, just pay you if you give it to me you're, you're incenting someone that's pretty much the same as but as it's hiring. the same as having that um that you know being willing to pay for it after the fact is really the same incentive because right. i think what you're missing here, here i think what you're missing demand. here i think what you're missing here is that not everybody's paying for this stuff right Understood. i mean what if you take the mon- monetary amount out let's take money out of it entirely here and just talk about somebody taking violent pictures sexual violent sexual pictures forced forcible sex pictures of a child and just putting them online for the purposes of sharing with others, not for the purposes of profiting. It, because I don't know about, how much money there is in uh, violent child porn. I don't imagine there's very much. Well, we're, we're obviously talking about sometime in the future because we currently have really terrible laws uh, based around child pornography, okay? Um, so we're talking about some yeah. point in the future. I think at some point in the relatively near future, you're going to have some kind of rating system similar to what eBay's is as far as people's uh, you know, the, their, their, their goodness and their um, respectability mm-hmm. and their their uh, follow through on business deals and all that stuff and i think that that absolutely should be a part of that person's rating their that person's rating should have a special uh, little little pink icon mm-hmm. there that says pervert yeah and that like a little pedo bear icon. right there needs yeah that absolutely little pink teddy bear would be great uh, with a with a pacifier and a rattle just to let people know what kind of sick disgusting person they're dealing with i think i think there is one thing that i i, I have to make sure that we address before the break in you brought up something uh what if yeah, the violence the uh the death pictures, pictures the gore of, pictures exactly pictures of gore and death and so on um, just because I'm example, saying, just because I'm saying, hey, I'd like to see some pictures of death and gore, doesn't mean that I'm asking someone to go out and kill somebody in order to provide that. Absolutely. In the example that you give, though, I think we need more specificity because, um, based on based on your supposition, uh, the person who is providing the pictures has not engaged in the the violent acts of death of killing. Uh, so, if hypothetically, though, there were a demand for pictures of 
dead people and someone went and killed someone in order to to provide those pictures. I think that's analogous to what we're talking about. I think here it would with, be analogous, and in right. that case, as in the other case, I don't think there's any culpability for the people that are creating that demand. See, I I I'm on the fence there. I think there is, but I I understand where you come from. I think in my private society, see, and this again, see, this is where, and this is where I I hope. See, when people debate this, it's always within the sphere of the state. And, well, this is wrong. It's like it's like just walking up and pushing and continuing to walk into a, a, a wall. You're just walking into the wall and continuing to move your feet. Mm. You're not going to get anywhere. But there are answers that can be provided if we put our, pull our minds out of this state, this state mode and go into the private mode. Because clearly... We have a certain amount of agreement and some slight disagreement. We can have societies where we come up with these answers. And I think if we trust parents enough to say, well, you know, you're trusted enough to vote for a politician to come up with a law that will protect your children and to come up with a police system that will protect your children and and uh, will – yeah, that's fine. If we trust people to vote for that sort of a thing – then why can't why don't we trust them to come up with their own private arrangements? You know, I, I I don't understand why people continually say the state has to do this. I I I just don't see it. We can come up with a mutually mutual agreement within private societies where there is this sort of protection. Those private societies will come up with their own agreements with other societies on very slight variations or no agreements with them. We're not we're not going to do business with you at all. See, and, what I, and what those I, questions, I was just going to say, I those questions are answered for me there, and the people within will answer them. And I'm all in favor of what Mark is saying about the, you know, the private, uh, essentially, rating system for reputation and things like that. I'm yeah. all in favor of that. But what, what, disturbed, what had disturbed me about the conversation was the idea that somebody who were to receive pictures of gore or death or somebody who were to receive pictures of uh, children being forced into sexual acts would somehow be liable for the original act that was committed. And I think that, that almost has kind of a hate crime ring to it, like, oh, well, let's see, little girl, you were molested by this person and he took a picture – but nobody downloaded it and nobody mm. paid for it. So that's not as bad of a crime as if a thousand people had downloaded and paid for it. See, a thousand people downloaded and paid for it, so therefore you're owed more money because it was worse because Do you a bunch think of that people increases were demanding her shame? It? I think it may. I mean, now? not only um, is there the fact that a person is abused. I mean, that's bad. The it's crime terrible. is the crime. The of crime the abuse. is the crime, certainly. But the 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 spreading uh, the the very fact that that is out there is is shameful. It's, I mean, it's fascinating. It, for me, I would find it, uh, you know, it's one thing to have been beaten up in the past, but I would find it very shameful to have pictures, even worse, pictures of me getting beaten up. That's well, worse. It, all I have to say is that's, that that's is not a crime. Insult to injury. It's not a crime to have those pictures. That's what I'm saying. You can't find them, those people liable for I'm that. only saying that the people that really enjoy those pictures are the ones that are disgusting to me. You can be disgusted by them, but it's not a crime. There is no victim there. More coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. Hour number three is on the way. Bring up anything. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. 
After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart, 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Gar. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Allison is on the line in California. Start things out this Hello. Hour. Hello, Allison. Hi, You're here. on here. <laughs> Hi. I, I've called in with not, a, it's a, not an unrelated subject. It's certainly regarding children. Um, there's been a global experiment taking place over the last few weeks called the Fireburn Test. It's an instant burn recovery treatment that is um, taking Americans by storm. We were on coast to coast uh, two and a half weeks ago where we gave the protocol of what to do if anybody gets burned. Now, um, burned by what? Second, fire? By fire, by fire, by hot surfaces, by scalding water. Okay. Um, but, you know, household burns, and this, this period went through the Thanksgiving, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. All they need to do is give their name, date of birth, place of birth, and if possible, a photo. What? And send it through to, and call through to 818-332-6445. What are you going to do? Or they, e- or they email it to fireburndoctor at AOL.com. What exactly? How website. is that going to solve their burn? Oh, let me explain. There's a website called fireburndoctor.com. Could you tell us what it's going to do before you, um, you plug, remote, plug the heck out, out of your website, okay? <laughs> it's, it's a remote influence technology, and we're already getting astounding results. So you're talking oh, about psychic, psychic, psychic no, healing it's not psychic. stuff. It's, it's very concrete, very precise, and it works. We have had dozens and dozens of calls from very, very happy uh-huh. Americans who did just that when they burned themselves. Within minutes, no pain. Within hours, no burn. And it needs to be seen, and it's yeah. the only way to get. And what are you what are you charging for your uh, your services? Nothing. 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 It's the only way to get past Big Brother and get this into the people's hands. Influence technologies have existed for a long. So time. how long are we and talking about? I mean, what kind of recovery time are we talking about here? From burn to uh, complete pain recovery. Gone. Pain gone. They they need to phone the burn through within half an hour of it happening, and they will be called back to check the details of precise. Within minutes Who, who's funding this? I mean, if you're not charging for it, are you just taking donations or what? No, there's no charge. This who's who's operating the phones? Proof. This is about exposing proof to the general public of an influence technology that works, and it's way outside of the box of traditional medical. Or so sounds like this meditation or something like that. I mean, what exactly is the is process? It prayer. <laughs> I suppose the nearest thing people are going to understand it by is a kind of very very precise prayer. The originator of this has been around for 30 years and has not yet managed to break through the ice of Big Brother's 
um, medical dominion that you know is all allopathic medicine and symptom oriented and drug company oriented. This uh, has profound effects on health, but the demonstration, the global fireburn test, which is on fireburndoctor.com, this do, is all about getting proof into the public's hands. So do I take the telephone and vi- vigorously rub it on the burn? Adam? Do I take the telephone and like vigorously rub it on the burn? <laughs> no. You ring 818-332-6445 and Fire you give your name at birth, your date of birth, your place of birth. And Why do those things matter? It's remote healing is what they're talking about. So you, you're saying you only need name, date. I'm looking at your website here. It says you need the name, date, and place, and if possible, a photograph, but that's not required, huh? Not absolutely necessary. It just helps. Does it? So it helps. Get, and now, wait, if I give my wrong date of birth, birth, will my he, will my burn <laughs> not be healed? <laughs> well, you try it. I mean, there's all kinds of... Yeah, Marco burns I'm not going to get burned. They've been wowed. You know, we've had... ER nurses and paramedics, I've got a quote here. My family and I are freaking out. I burned my hand approximately an hour ago, and now I'm pain-free, and healing is well on its way. I'm a paramedic, and my wife is an ER nurse. We are both speechless speechless in my recovery. Don't hesitate. This works. And this guy is called from Washington. He's a mainstream allopathic medicine guy, and we've got... Dozens and dozens of shocking testimonies. It, it works, and we want. Now, why does it? In your opinion, number. why does this work? I'm not going to believe whether or not what you're saying is true. It sounds pretty uh, crazy, but you know, okay. hey, we're Far-fetched. hearing, we're hearing, we're hearing it out. Why, why does this work? In your opinion, what's the the, the it's technology? It's not an opinion, and it's not placebo because two-year-olds and seven-year-olds uh, parents have called in and given their cases. Um, it is an influence technology. Um, influence technologies have been around for. 50 years and are well known to governments. This, the, the coordinates, if you like, is the name, date of birth, place of birth. It's a way of locating that person. Right. Um, yeah. But people don't have to understand it, how it works. They need to just do it. It costs nothing but the price of a. But a wait, US you, you, you use the term technology. I mean, is there some sort it is of. Technology. What, is it, what is involved? What is the process? Once you give this information over to whoever is, uh, is operating that phone line, what do they do? Well, the phone line is operated for 24 hours a day. Their details are taken and they are processed using a very ancient form of, it's an ancient science which goes back to the time of the rishis. But that in a way really doesn't matter. People are invited to test it. When you burn yourself on the stove, when you burn yourself on the... on the, You aren't uh, summoning demons, are you? <laughs> Pardon? You aren't summoning demons, are you? Well, hey, you know, she, she seems to be uh, at you least... You don't write in, out this stuff in cuneiform, do you? Do you have, like, hey, runes hey, in a, a circle that you draw? No, hey, to Allison's credit, I mean, she <laughs> says she's not charging for this. Hey, this, right, Allison's, so got, Allison's got, got skin like leather. Right? Proof. Yes. Uh, you know, exposing proof into American people's hands. And hundreds and hundreds of burn cases can be taken care of a day. And the idea is that it's, it's going to get past the media that blocks has been blocking this for a long time. It is a lot of money in... in you know, our direct competition is the burn centers. And, you know, every time somebody's burned and they're in, they have third-degree um, burns and they do not regrow skin, it is hundreds of thousands of dollars in the burn centers. Now, will this, are you um, claiming this will regrow skin? Surgery. Will this, will, it, yes. It, on a third degree? It triggers, the body's, it triggers the body's own self-reparative processes. And all okay. that's happening is that, that the message of the brain that sends out a self-destruct when you're burned, whether it's a a small burn or whether it's a third degree very severe burn it works just the same it interrupts that so the self-destruct mechanism is bypassed and the body 
I'm 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 intrigued in this uh, about this, uh, particularly Good. just because I, I, I saw. Just uh, I just I, I I've got some interesting questions. I hope uh, because uh, I've I've been familiar with uh, some of these things just uh, tangentially as in interest, just a passing interest. Uh, and of course, I think anybody who sees the men who stare at goats uh, knows that there is some some historical precedent for this. But uh, a couple questions: A, uh, what? Can you explain to me why this works with burn victims and, say, not other types of scarring or internal injuries and things like that? The reason this demonstration, and it's a very precise experiment, is is taking place is that the burns are very, very easy to fix. It takes minutes to interrupt that self-destruct signal from the brain in a, in a person. Minutes. Mm-hmm. So hundreds, thousands even maybe in a day, can be taken care of, and people, they would then go to their, their emergency rooms, their hospitals, and the medical doctors and, and um, uh, medical personnel will get to document something that does not take place. Usually when a third-degree burn happens, they do not regrow skin. they are years of reconstructive surgery, and the outcome is very dim with, with years of scars and, and malformation of the skin. What happens with this is that the body, because that, inter- that signal is interrupted, that self-destruct signal is interrupted, the body repairs itself, and it needs to be seen. It needs to be... People don't have to believe it. It doesn't matter if, if it's done on behalf of a baby. It's, it, need, it just needs to be tried out. People need to just test it and do it. I, I think that the, the body certainly has some very powerful regenerative, uh, regenerative properties that in many cases people don't realize they can tap into. I think people's minds are much more powerful than, uh, than they otherwise believe. Uh, but I have to say that you know, you're making some pretty, uh, pretty wild claims here. Um, yeah, we're outside the box, but it's very true. We have dozens and dozens of cases through Thanksgiving for people who burn themselves on stoves and ovens and things. Um, and you're saying there's a, this guy is working for free. Is this, there a is there a paid upgrade for amputees? <laughs> <laughs> but it, well, no, this is just for fireburns okay. as well and scalds. Allison, this is a it's a fascinating topic uh, to bring up just generally, and and one of the things that I think is very interesting, you can draw out uh, all sorts of things from ranging from experiments they've done on MythBusters, where they've had people try to direct negative and positive thoughts at plants, and actually recorded changes in the electromagnetic uh, systems of the plants, to Michael Crichton's book Travels which is all about uh, psychic phenomenon and paranormal things like that. So there is a lot to be said about this. Thank you, Allison. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. If you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Gart. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. And that is freetalklive.com. Do you hate making those extra trips to carry in the grocery bags? For the last few months at my house, we've been using the Tota Sack. 
They're a hand, they are a handle made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States, and it's designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks, mostly grocery bag carrying. That's basically what they were designed for, but they can be used for five-gallon buckets, especially when you know you have the five-gallon bucket and the little plastic handle part has broken off, so you have to carry just the metal part. They're great for that. Dairy farmers find these uh, particularly useful, and I think that if you got a tota sack at totasack.com, that you'd find it very useful, too. I certainly have. Uh, we keep them with us and uh, in both cars. It's T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. That's totasack.com, and we're going to be giving away a tota sack this evening here on the show, a pair of them. Uh, but you can go get a family pack today at totasack.com. Also, they have a Christmas special going on. If you buy two family t- packs, they'll drop ship the second one to anywhere in the United States for free. Um, but you have to call their number. It's at totasack.com, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. All right, let's continue uh, here this discussion that Allison started a few moments ago calling to promote a website that she says people should utilize when they're burned, that there's a phone number, uh, you're supposed to call this number, and Dr. Joseph uh, will somehow remotely heal your burn. He will uh, he will begin some sort of uh, process from across the world, because I think she said he was in the U.K. or something. She certainly sounded like she was U.K.-ish. Uh, anyway, she... uk So So she... Uh, <laughs> A U.K.ite? So, so you call this number. You're supposed to give the name of birth, or excuse me, name at birth, date of birth, place of birth, and if possible, any photograph. Uh, you also need to give them the exact time of the burn, apparently. And that will be enough information for him to, uh, I don't know, somehow create some kind of psychic link, though she didn't, she shied away from yes. the term psychic. It's the, uh, it's the organic technology. Yeah, so she likes, you know, she certainly used the term technology there, and uh, it says that the the pain will go away uh, shortly, and then the healing process will begin. Of course, your body's equipped to heal itself in most cases anyway, so your healing process will likely begin with or without uh, Dr. Joseph's help over the phone. But it, it kind of brought up this this question of, well, you know, is there anything to uh, these claims? I mean, she, she claimed that they weren't charging money. She claimed that uh, this was just being done as a as a an experiment to prove the veracity of their claims. Yeah. And if that's the case, oh, Go ahead, give them a call, see what happens. I mean, <laughs> nah, it yeah, can't yeah. hurt, right? Just I wouldn't say burn yourself on purpose just to make sure that you know to, to test Doctor Joseph's claims, but see, you know, burns you know, do happen. Maybe you should post this phone know, number on your fridge in case you you burn yourself on the stove. You know how it is when you get approached by, and I don't want to be too critical of of uh, Allison here because, of course, she had that amazing accent. You know, how can you go wrong with that? But um, and by the way, I'm I'm not hitting on her. I hope no one thinks that I would be possibly doing. That. <laughs> Come on, but Barbara. um. Yeah, what you know, you know how you you feel when you get to get you know sort of uh, cajoled by one of these multi-level marketing people. Oh, I know, I've done there, multi-level marketing, and they just won't tell you. They will not tell you. It's like. Uh, you should come to one of our meetings. Oh, really? What's it for? Well, you know, it's a great way to make money. It's like, ugh. Mm. Well, if if she had just said, you know, instead of trying to, you know, get around saying it when we say psychic thing or whatever, you know, if if she had just said, look, you know, there's a really fascinating thing that maybe people might want to look into. Um, it seems like there are some verified cases. It seems like it's sort of a paranormal thing. You know, if you're skeptical, hey, check it out anyway. Then I would be much more inclined. But when they try to like talk you, talk past it, and always say, well, you know, there are all these things. Like, hey, you know, just take a step back, take a breath, 
let's have a reasonable conversation about this. Right. It's and not that, meditation. It's not psychic powers. It's technology. Like he's got some sort of machine where he types in the date, like in Back to the Future or something. You type in the date. You type in the time. Yeah. Flip the switch. 88 miles an hour. No, that would somehow uh, target you. And uh, that's it, how they. That's how they. Uh, they they set into motion the burn healing demons. The machine. Yes. The demon machine. Yeah. Well, you don't want... It's very important when you summon the demons to do everything properly. And in this day of computers and stuff like that, they probably have some computer summoning device. Be that way you precise. don't make the mistakes. Because yeah. otherwise, the demon will come up and steal your soul. Right. So right. You um, don't want it, the wrong incantation. You change the wrong word. That's why that. date of birth, important. Location of birth, important. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got to have your name, proper spelling. All these things in summoning the proper dirt, burn, uh, healing demons. Uh, well, Crap. You don't know where you were born. You're if you're screwed adopted? if you were adopted. I know where I was. I, I know, know where they told me I was born. Well, I, I don't I'll, know. You'll I, find out if the demon comes get your soul over this burn. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, this, I, this first degree burn you got from the stove. But I gotta say though, I think it was. I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was MythBusters. Uh, I mentioned before. Yes. They had one where they had uh, one of the guys. I can't remember which guy it was. Uh, he was directing negative thoughts within a proximity of a plant, and they had these little electrode things attached to the mm. plant, and they could check out certain types of I don't know what the the uh, what they were detecting, but there was some readout that they could get from it. And they had him um, they had him stand within like three feet and direct negative like nasty thoughts like I want to destroy your plant, destroy your. And then and he was he was in it. There was a partition. It was glass, right? And they got a response. This is like really funky. Then they had him stand like 10 feet away mm-hmm. and then 20 feet away, and it decreased every time. So that was fascinating. And then, as I mentioned to you guys. It's kind it, of like when you're in the elevator and you say you can feel eyes boring into the back of yeah, your head. Yeah, you know, there's like something funky so, going Sometimes on. when you're close to somebody that doesn't like you, you do get a feeling from and it. Hey, I got to tell you, we took uh, Malcolm and I, we took this flight over to England. Uh, there was a girl sitting there. She said she did Reiki. Mm-hmm, I'm like, sure. Reiki, oh, I heard of this. What is it? Well, one of the flight attendants, we were hanging out with all the flight attendants. They just, we had a blast. It was such a great flight over. And um, she was she was like getting a headache or something was going on, like really stiff neck or something. It was a headache. She had a really bad headache. So the girl said, oh, well, you know, sit down here. And she she put her hands on, on this woman's right. shoulder. Give me an ice cube and a maraschino cherry. I'll fix this for you. Yeah, really. Uh, she put her hands on this woman's shoulders over her jacket. And the woman was like, Oh my God, I am feeling a really weird sensation. This is really strange. And then she's like, I'm getting hot. What is going on? And then she's like, and she's literally started sweating. Now it could have been psychosomatic or whatever, sure. but I'd never seen anything like it before. It was just crazy. And then, of course, we have Michael Crichton's nonfiction book, Travels, where a skeptic starts to investigate the paranormal, and he comes out saying, I think there's something out there. It's it's just science we don't know about. Uh, yeah, I think I, I haven't done a whole lot of personal investigation myself, but I've heard stories from people that I consider credible, You know, people that have no reason to tell me uh, uh, something that's a lie. They have, I, I have rapport with them, I know them well, and I have no reason to disbelieve their stories. And the one side of me, the skeptical side of me, says, well, that's a bunch of silly nonsense. But on the other hand, I couldn't just reject out of hand what these people are saying, the stories that they're telling. And you mentioned the the Reiki thing. Um, There was somebody who uh, I went to school with 
in college that uh, I could developed a relationship with, and she was telling me about this demonstration that they'd gone to with one of these um, Reiki masters or mm. um, Chi masters, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Demon summoners. Where he created some sort of a, a glowing, like a purple glow, because he was, I don't know, meditating or concentrating so hard, like between, his, healing between his hands... And obviously, I wasn't there to see it myself, but you know, taking her word for it, it was a pretty amazing story. Yeah. Sam uh, found this video online of some guy setting newspapers, crumpled up newspapers on fire with, with his hands, his bare hands. We're coming up. James Free Radio, Talk Live. pay him for that. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on the site, and they are all completely free, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of Free Talk Live. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See our latest Shriner, Robin. She just was uh, put up a few days back. Guard's excited. He's going right now. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Uh, take a look-see. And it is not a beauty contest, ladies. Uh, anyone who is of the female persuasion is welcome to be a part of the Shrine. So you can get all the details on uh, getting your picture or validated video in at shrine.freetalklive.com. Now then, you want to get some silver? You want to get some gold? You're all excited about uh, the hubbub surrounding getting real value backing. Uh, well, I guess not value backing, but getting real value that real you can money. hang on to, real money that's not going to uh, to be inflated necessarily, and that uh, when they print out more money at the Federal Reserve level, that your gold and silver will hold its value, and that you know a, a gold piece, say uh, an ounce of gold, a hundred years ago, bought a fine suit of clothes, and today it will buy a fine suit of clothes. Gold and silver have historically been very good protections against the inflation of the uh, the fiat money system. And we've made it easy for you. We've got together uh, with our buddies over at uh, Midas Resources, uh, the folks at the Genesis Communications Network, the company that's the parent company that owns the syndicate that puts us up on the air on 60-plus radio stations. They are also a gold dealer. Midas Resources uh, sells a variety of different things. But we've made it easy. We've selected some uh, some choice options for you in, in both gold and silver that uh, are very affordable. I uh, placed an order for some silver myself. And yeah, I'm, I've ordered off the same site. I'm you know, very to, excited about it, too, yep, I mean, uh, getting my hands on it. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously, these prices are the best that... That that uh, we I think that they're they're likely the best you're going to find on the internet without doing too much work. You can probably go it. on eBay and really put some work in and get some some better deals, but that requires training. It and requires time. a lot of time, um, and your time's worth something. So yeah, for I, me this was easy and it was right there, and the price was. I did I did do a quick search. I did look around a little bit yes. just to see, and uh, I ordered the Lakotas and I did get the best deal. I could and find. something something to keep in mind too is um, when you're buying buying these things in coin form and then you resell them you're not going to get hit with the same taxes right there's not a, uh, a capital gains you don't tax get there. the capital gains taxes if you're actually buying the bouillon itself as opposed to doing stocks or something or like that, right? yes Right. All right, so uh, you can go to uh, gold.freetalklive.com. Place your order there. That's gold.freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls here, you can bring up what you want. And we go to Gene, the Christian anarchist. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, hello, guys. Hey, Merry hey. Christmas and happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish listeners. Okay, then. I just wanted to uh, talk to you about the 
growing parking problem in China. There's so many cars in China now that people are having a hard time finding parking. Hmm. At, at my wife's uh, parents' place in Beijing, which they purchased about three years ago, uh, when they first purchased it, of course, they didn't have full occupancy yet, but uh, there was maybe one car for every 10 parking spots there. And now, and it looked like they'd way, they'd way overbuilt the number of parking spots for that apartment because of the usage. Now that they're at 100% occupancy and people are buying, there are one and two car families over there now, uh, they just reported to us, they just came back to visit us from China. They were there until Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But they reported that now in that same apartment complex, there is not only are all the parking spots full, but there are cars parked all over the sidewalks and down the roads. And there's just no place to park your car now. So what are they going to do? Are they going to build some parking garages or something or what? Um, no, I, I kind of doubt it. I think people are just going to wind up fighting over park whatever little spot they can find to park their cars. Um, eventually they might have to build a garage or something. But the, the point I was getting at is... Um, the amount of vehicles that are growing in China. When I first went there 15 years ago, you would go down the street and there were almost no private vehicles. There were taxi cabs, buses, trucks. And now in the 15 years' time, they've grown to the point where pretty much any middle-income family now can, can own and afford a vehicle. So you're pointing out that so, their wealth uh, is increasing. Not only that, but the uh, the infrastructure is being pushed to the to the it's already past its its uh, designed uh, holding capacity, and it's gone uh, probably into double overdrive as far as uh, the number of vehicles on the road, the number of uh, uh, gas stations needed, the, the gas consumed, the amount of power and energy that China has uh, changed per capita in 15 years. It's probably 15 times or, or maybe 20 times what people consumed well, that tends to be the case ago. doesn't it gene i mean the the government creates the transportation uh, solutions and it doesn't do a very good job of it because even for all of its city planners uh college educating they still can't predict uh, accurately what the market's going to do and they, how right. could they right uh, so, so i mean this is just kind of a problem that happens everywhere where the marketplace is outgrowing the uh, the infrastructure created for it by the government and as a result you get traffic jams and perfectly, parking problems perfect perfectly way perfect way to state it that's exactly it oh but the government can solve it by uh, by creating new rules for parking and forcing you to move your car every 2 hours and pay for parking so maybe the chinese people just need to bring in some uh, so, you know meter maids some meter maids with That'll those little magic chalk ball yeah. things they hit your tire with cuz that Is solves that it all it? all the parking problems believe it or not over there there is more more of this is handled in the private sector than in the government sector because all of these parking spaces and uh, all of the problems are on private property. So, in other words, the government is not going to go in there and send meter maids in there because this is... Uh, well, if it's on private property, then it should be handled fairly simply then. But they don't have enough private property. Yeah, mm-hmm. except for the, uh, the, the property does not exist. I'm going to uh, predict a solution that I, I bet you I'll see in another year or so, and that is they're going to put in, I'll bet, this is, and I'm just speculating here, but I would bet that they're going to put in 
those uh, parking spaces that you've seen that are like a garage lift for a, a shop where you can drive in and then your car gets lifted uh, up in the air and then someone else can park under you. Yeah. I'm going to bet you any money that those things are going to start exploding all across hmm. China in the next year or so. It's a cool well, idea. Let the market and handle that, it. It'll be able to be a market pro- market driven yeah. solution because that's not going to be funded by the government. Nope. But but people will uh, at their apartments say, well, you know, you and I each have a car. How about I buy one of these things, put it in your spot, and then we can both park in your spot. I'll bet you any money that, that that's going to be a big up and coming industry in China. I hope and so. Concept, and and on the flip side, I've looked at. Uh, what's happening here in the last 15 years, and of course everything's going the other way. We're winding up with, I don't know if you've noticed it, but I've noticed it in some areas where traffic is dying down. Now we're getting to where what used to be a huge rush hour problem is now cut way back to, you know, instead of a 45-minute rush hour, now it's a 15-minute rush hour because uh, people are driving less and there's less people that have jobs to drive to. And uh, if you look at the side of the road, you see a lot more trash, a lot more couches that people have abandoned. I've seen couches alongside the freeway here in Memphis. I don't know about where you're at, but the trash in Memphis is definitely picking way up. It's getting to be a real problem. What do you think that the, the trash on the side of the road, it seems to me that people that are wealthy would be throwing away couches, not people that are poor. No, these are junk. I mean, these are like Ian's couch. These hey, are the it wasn't my couch. His couch is going to be again, bathed, private, bathed in bronze. Private property is the, so, the solution here, right? I mean, if you've got a, a trash problem, uh, you're dealing with government roadsides, which just they're not, they don't have the incentive to uh, be maintained like private property does. Thank you, Gene, for the call yeah. tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Mark, did you mention we were going to do a Toto Sack giveaway? Because yes. I totally didn't even notice. Uh, I guess we are doing a Toto Sack giveaway here. You get a two-pack of the Toto Sack. We told you about them earlier. Makes it a hell of a lot easier to bring back the groceries from the car for me it makes it a one-trip job i'm back in with every grocery bag in one trip because of the tota sack you get a two-pack of them if you're caller two at 603-435-1105 that's our special contest line Ooh, crap let me give you a different number <laughs> uh i don't know what number to give you because i haven't fixed that line we're gonna have to, i'm sorry mark we're gonna have to do, do it in my email Third, uh, second email no, go. market free Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call, perhaps, if you make the call now at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And I totally botched up this uh, contest. I, you told me to do the Totasat giveaway, and it, I did not connect to the fact that our regular contest line that we give out is completely broken right now so i gave out the contest line at the very last moment and then i realized oh crap is that the same line i've been giving to my interviewees that haven't been calling in yes you really need to fix that dude (laughs) (laughs) like i got like perhaps the guy that i was supposed to call uh, call in for the interview today didn't stand me up that's That's exactly what like we really need we really need to fix that you just need to give him a different different number but i don't know another number you can just ask me and i'll give it to you you were in Uh, bed Okay, well, sorry. <laughs> Technical difficulties. So you you gave away the Toto sack, but you didn't really give the instructions because we had to run into that break there. Yeah, I got to... actually did give it away, but you said you could give away another pair. Yeah, we'll give away another pair. Let's do another want. pair because I feel bad. Uh, and if you're authorized to do that, we should we should do that. So Fine. how do you want to do it? 
We can do another email if okay. you want. How do you want to do that? Okay. Uh, the third person to email me uh, again, and I've just cleared my emails out. The third person, third email that I get here at uh, Mark at freetalklive.com will win an additional pair of Toto Sacks. If you're listening yeah, on the podcast, you probably need, should not email. I need your name. I need your address. I need live your listeners? daytime. Uh, live listeners only? Yeah, oh, yeah there's right. no reason to what do if they? What if they – maybe you could think it to them if they give their ber- date of birth, their place of birth, and their name at birth. You could think the, the Toto Sack to them. See, like that doctor. I don't know. That would work. What do you need from the emailer? I need their name, their address, and their daytime phone. Okay, and if they don't include those, then they're not qualified? Uh at this point, I've already said it, so there's probably emails on flying across the internet without it. So, I'll, you know, the and third email to, I get, I'll t- that, that'll be the one I'll get it from. And your email address is Mark at Free Talk Live. That's correct. Okay, very good. So you get a two-pack of the Totosack of your email or number three right now to Mark at Totosack.com. To those of you who don't have that old newfangled email stuff, well, just be patient. We'll bring back the contest <laughs> lines here uh, when I get a chance to fix the computer. All right, so uh, you can – my nap was more important today, though, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> I was up early this morning. I, I had to watch the, the last episode of Dexter, oh. and oh, it was great. I, I'm not going to say anything else. If you, don't, if you haven't watched the, uh, the television series Dexter and you like a good suspense uh, show, I, I guess suspense, I don't know, dra- drama, suspense. All right, please stop. Tyler, Tyler Wortham won. Okay, so no more emails to marketfreetalklive.com unless you just want to email them about something else, which you're welcome to do. All right, let's go to your phone calls here at 800-259-9231 uh, to... Trisha's gone. Sean is on the line in Minnesota. Sean, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Uh, hey. Regarding that cop who called in to your program on Friday saying that a person should not be able to photograph a cop on the job. Well, excuse me. Uh, whatever it is you're paranoid of, and and I gather from that conversation that that cop is paranoid of some things, uh, well, uh, nobody forced you to take that job. You took that job on your own initiative, and you, just like every other member of society, have no expectation of privacy outside of your private dwelling. And, Ian, I generally agree with you. I, like you, am in favor of noncompliance, but I I can't help but sometimes wonder if we have gone past that point of no return. What do you mean? It is where it is time to to start doing as Mark suggests. What what, what does Mark suggest? Voting? Uh, no, uh, no, taking up arms against the Mark government. has not suggested that. I'm a Quaker. That. I don't suggest that. Oh, okay. No. Maybe, maybe I'm misinterpreting uh, what, yeah. what you've said. My apologies if I am. Yeah, th- th- I don't think I don't think anyone on this show in recent years has ever uh, suggested. We've been any pretty sort of frustrated, violence. but prior to moving to New Hampshire, um, <clears throat> prior me. to moving to New Hampshire, yeah. I, I said some violent things on the yeah, air. Yeah, we were pretty pretty frustrated, but you know, since we've gotten here, we've I, I'm of the opinion that it is simply a matter of time before we have success, and I have to define success as far as what I'm con- consider success. Um, uh, you know, it's qualified. I just consider the arresting of the growth of 
of government in the state of New Hampshire and to have the state of New Hampshire tell the federal government to go t- take a long walk off of a short pier as far as new rules that they're going to enforce upon their citizens, I would consider that success, just arresting the growth of government. I think there'll be some repealing of some arduous laws, too. And, you know, it's interesting as you go through this process in your life and you see what's happening in New Hampshire, you meet some of the people who are here and you look at some of the issues that people are dealing with in the United States and so many other countries, the the oppression is becoming really extreme. Uh, Yet here in New Hampshire... Uh, we are, you know, we are amongst many people who are complete anti-government people, as as you know, Ian and I are uh, total free marketeers, and and you know, I will probably never see that completely in my lifetime. But it, I have to say, it is satisfying to be able to work through these issues and talk to people to start to lead them down there. And hey, if they stop and they say. Well, look, I'd like to eliminate as many things that the government does as possible, but I still want this basic framework. I'd say, hey, it's 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 a lot brighter day for me in the future. So I think here in New Hampshire, we've got a great chance on that. I yeah. don't know what's going to happen in the rest of the country. but Yeah, the odds are definitely tipping uh, slowly in our favor here as more people uh, make the move here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And I think that once you get around enough people who have that similar mindset, your uh, dismay will begin to shift. That's Absolutely. what happens. And I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. And how would you like to get a non-lethal weapon into the hands of your loved ones with a stopping power that rivals that of a handgun? The Tiger Light. It's an incredibly bright flashlight with an integrated pepper spray. Its high level of utility comes from the fact that it is out and in your hand, unlike other weapons. And there's no expectation by the perpetrator that you have a weapon. It's the Tiger Light. You can get one today at tiger.freetalklive.com. Uh, it's awesome. It's This is a Christmas special rate over there at tiger.freetalklive.com. They'll give you an option of buying a uh, battery charger with it. I recommend that. It makes life a lot easier. It's tiger.freetalklive.com. Let's continue. Stevens in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stephen. Hello, guys. Um, I briefly worked for the uh, state of Colorado. I'm going to rush because I know we're at the end of the show. Um, I worked for the state of Colorado, the highway department, as an electrical technician when I first got out of the military for six months. And I, the the guy, uh, when I first tuned in, I, I came in late, and somebody was talking about stuff on the side of the road. That reminded me, one time we were about to, to do a project, we needed to haul some stuff, and I said, well, let's use this trailer over here. There was a trailer on the uh, far side of the yard, and they said, no, no, we can't use that. That was collected on the side of the road. We can't use it. We have to contact the owner. Um, so, and, and there was all sorts of stuff. There was, I mean, you could have made an appliance parts store, out of all the appliances and, you know, couches like like the guy was talking about and everything. Mm. And uh, all this stuff was just collected. Well, um, after I quit, uh, a, a couple of days later, I got along really well with my boss, and he called me up and he said, hey, man, you know that trailer that's there? And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, you know, we can't find the owner, and uh, uh, why don't you come here and steal it? What? <laughs> and I said, steal mm. it? And he goes, yeah. Yeah, just uh, just come here and, you know, we'll leave the gate open for you. We'll, I'll turn the cameras off. And uh, and you can steal it, and then I'll turn you know lock the gate and turn the cameras back on. And he goes, all you got to do is take it home and erase the you know sandpaper off the whatever it is the identification number, and it's your you know free trailer. And I I politely declined, but uh, but this is what goes on in government. I, I mean wow. I know you guys have heard all the stories, but what? I just 
in and this that case, just me of that. now this is an abandoned trailer, though, right? And I mean, they can't find the owner of it. If they would have just left the trailer on the side of the road and somebody came along and took it, what really? What's the difference here? I mean, the trailer does need. Otherwise, it's sitting there moldering, yeah. and the uh, the tires that's begin true. to dry rot and crack. So, I mean, that's a good point. How long uh, does how point, long does one have to go and try to find someone before it becomes no well, longer the? But here here's the deal, though. I, I don't really. I, I don't have any suspicion that they really tried very hard to find the owner. Oh, I Probably suspect true. they didn't. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. uh, do they have an obligation to try to find the owner? Because really, no, what they have—I'm I'm not sure—they have an obligation to clear the roadway of refuse. Yeah, um, that's uh-huh. you know that's their roadway, and and they should pick up the litter, I guess, um, or have their convicts do it, or whatever it is that they do. So they have to remove the trailer. As far as I'm concerned, if you leave a trailer for uh, you know a certain period of time, and I'm not sure exactly how long that is. You know that that trailer, unless I mean, if if it doesn't have a flat tire or something like that, and there's a note on it saying my, my trailer's tire blue, if you just left a trailer there, then well, you know, it's it's ref, it's garbage. Yeah, maybe you wanted to give it up. Sure, that that's true. I don't know. This, the whole thing just seemed kind of creepy. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah asking me to steal. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's weird. So funny. Sure is. Hey, thanks for the story. Appreciate hearing from you tonight, Stephen, at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I mean, just to use the word steal just kind of has an icky feeling to it. Like You could have said, hey, we'll leave the gate open and uh, you can just take it. I don't know, just steal. It kind of suggests that... If the guy really wanted the trailer gone, like the way that he suggested it, perhaps he could have rolled the trailer out of the the yard, um, you know, turned off the the, the cameras and done that, and then the guy would have come by and got it. But I I understand why he wouldn't want to go through that work if it was just left there. I don't know. Folks, we're out of time. It's been another fun edition of Free Talk Live. Thank you, Gardner Goldsmith, for coming out. Thank you for the positive vibes. I'm healing up that burn very well. (laughs) Grab his his podcast at libertyconspiracy.com and visit freetalklive.com for more fun uh, online. We'll see you on uh, freetalklive.com until tomorrow night. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.